Tawheed is that this ayat indicates the obligation of loving Allah and His Messenger, that it is obligatory to love Allah and His Messenger. And for this reason we know that Al-Hub or love, it is a type of ibadah. It is obligatory on you to love Allah and His Messenger more than everything else, and therefore the fulfilling of this obligation, it is a type of ibadah. So whoever gives it to other than Allah, then they have fallen into shirk, that which nullifies a person's tawheed. The third evidence that the Imam mentioned is from the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, which is reported from Anas. An Anas radiallahu anhu, anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal, la yu'minu ahadukum hatta akuna ahabba ilayhi min waladihi wa walidihi wa nasi ajma'in. أخرجاه يعني البخاري المسلم. that Anas ibn Malik رضي الله عنه said that the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم said لا يؤمنوا that no one of you believes and here the meaning of الإيمان it is الإيمان الكامل the perfect iman يعني that iman which if a person fulfills it completely and properly that obligatory level of iman that is required of a true believer if a person fulfills it they will be free of blame. And that iman would entitle them, the Iznillah Ta'ala, to enter paradise without any punishment. This is the perfection of iman. The Prophet said, لا يؤمن أحدكم No one of you believes. And it was perfect iman. حتى أكون أحب إليه من ولده Until I, meaning the Messenger of Allah, will be more beloved to him than his child. فوالده And his parents and all of the people until the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is more beloved than a person's children or a person's parents or all of mankind and this is because of his status as the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the love of him it is only as a result of the love of Allah whoever loves Allah then they should love his Messenger the one who he has sent sallallahu alayhi wasallam to deliver the message and to demonstrate the proper way of worshipping Allah and who has sacrificed and made every effort to deliver that message and to show us يعني, what Allah, how Allah wants us to live in this world. So it is obligatory on a person in order to perfect their iman that they should love Allah and as a result of that love the message of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam more than everything else in this world. Indeed, if it is required of us to perfect our iman to love the message of Allah more than everything else then it is clearly understood more so that the love of Allah is a requirement for perfection of Iman. The Shaykh says in the general meaning of this hadith that the Messenger of Allah has informed us here in this hadith that a person will not be able to perfect or complete their Iman. And they will not be able to achieve the level of Iman that frees a person of the responsibility that is upon them. Yani that fulfills the requirement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to believe in him. That iman which would allow them to enter the paradise without punishment. They will not be able to perfect their iman in this way until they give precedence to the love of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam over the love of one's child or one's parents or all of humanity. And that is because the love of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam it means that one loves Allah. And if one loves the Messenger of Allah, then indeed they love Allah. Whoever obeys the Messenger of Allah, then he has obeyed 
Allah because the Messenger of Allah وسلم, he is the one who delivers the message of Allah and who guides people to the deen of Allah so that love of Allah and love of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in order for it to be correct in order for it to be acceptable to not be accepted except that a person fulfills the commands of Allah's law the commands of the Sharia until they fulfill the commands of Allah and avoid his prohibitions they will not have true love of Allah no true love of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as Allah said in the Quran in kuntum if indeed you love Allah, then follow me. The proof of your love of Allah is following the Messenger of Allah. The proof of one's love of Allah and love of the Messenger of Allah is obeying the command that He has brought, with, that He has come with in the Quran and in the Sunnah, and avoiding the prohibitions, obeying Him and following Him, and acting in accordance with His Sunnah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Indeed, it is not an indication of love of the Messenger of Allah that one recite poetry in praise of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam or hold celebrations such as the celebrations of the birthday of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam or that one sings songs in praise of the Messenger of Allah none of these things are that which indicate the true love of the Messenger of Allah but indeed the love of the Messenger of Allah is indicated in following his sunnah and obeying that which he brought in the Sharia of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala the Shaykh mentions three benefits from this hadith. The first of them is that nafil iman, that the negation of iman. In this hadith, la yu'minu ahadukum, that no one of you believes. The negation of iman here, it is not an indication that someone has gone out of Islam. Yani the negation of, of iman here, it means the negation of the perfection of iman. It doesn't mean that a person is not a Muslim because they don't have uh, this level or this Yani they haven't reached the stage of the perfection of Iman. Number two, that deeds or actions are a part of Iman. Because indeed, Al-Mahabba, it is of the actions of the heart. And loving is an action, but it is of the actions of the heart. And therefore, actions are part of Iman. As we said yani on so many occasions in the past, that Al-Iman, according to the Ahl-Sunnah wal Jama'ah, it includes speech, as well as action, as well as the conviction that is in the heart. All of this is part of Iman. One's speech, the speech that is in accordance with the will of Allah and that is pleasing to Allah, is part of Iman, as well as one's actions, and as well as the conviction that is in the heart. And all of these are required for a person to have Iman. not sufficient just to believe or to claim to have a conviction in the heart, but one must also speak that which indicates the Iman, and they must also act in accordance with that, and as most of the scholars of the people of Sunnah said that Iman increases and decreases, it increases with obedience to Allah and decreases with disobedience. Number three, the obligation of giving precedence to the messenger to the love of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu over the love of one's child or one's parents or and over the love of all of humanity. The relationship of this hadith to the chapter under discussion is that this hadith indicates the obligation of giving precedence to the love of the Messenger of Allah and before that the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala giving precedence to the love of Allah and His Messenger over the love of anyone and everyone besides them. Indeed, the love of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is 
as a result of the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if no one would complete their iman until they love the Messenger of Allah more than they love everyone else, then likewise and even before that, the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a requirement for the perfection of iman. The fourth evidence that the imam mentions, rahimahullah, is also from the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said, وَلَهُمَا anhu." Yani that they have also narrated the two of them, that is Al-Bukhari and Muslim. They have reported from Anas radiallahu anhu, anhu qal, that he said, Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Salatun, that there are three things, three characteristics. Salatun, man kunna fihi wajada bihinna halawat al-iman. That there are three characteristics. Whoever finds them in himself, whoever is described or possessed these characteristics, then as a result of possessing these characteristics, he will have achieved or he will have found he will have earned halawat al-iman, yani the sweetness of al-iman. And the sweetness of al-iman is that a person finds pleasure in obedience to Allah. Yani when they perform salat, it's not a burden, but they enjoy it. When they fast for the sake of Allah, it's not a hardship on them, but they enjoy it. The halawat al-iman is that a person enjoys and loves and finds pleasure in obedience to Allah. And they are also willing and ready and capable to bear hardship and suffering for the sake of earning the pleasure of Allah. And if they are not hesitant to suffer some difficulty or hardship, such as fighting in jihad for the way of Allah, or whatever hardship that they may suffer in this world, for the sake of earning the pleasure of Allah. This is the signs or the indication or the characteristics or the description of Halawat al-Iman, the one who has tasted the sweetness of faith. So the Prophet ﷺ said that there are three characteristics, whoever possessed them, then he has... The, he has tasted the sweetness of Iman and they are number one أن يكون أن يكون الله ورسوله أحب إليه مما سواهما that is that Allah and his messengers should be more beloved to them than anyone besides the two of them and anyone or anything besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam should be less in one's love for that one then one's love for Allah and His Messenger. And يَكُونَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَحَبَّ إِلَيْهِ That Allah and His Messenger should be more beloved to one. This is the first of the signs of the one who has achieved the sweetness of Iman. That Allah and His Messenger is more beloved to them than anyone besides them. وَأَنْ يُحِبُّ وَأَنْ يُحِبَّ الْمَرْأَ لَا يُحِبُّهُ إِلَّا لِلَّهِ And that he loves someone. That he loves a person, but he doesn't love that person except for the sake of Allah. Yani the second of those characteristics of the one who has achieved the sweetness of Iman is that they love Allah, I mean they love someone as a result of their love of Allah. Yani they love someone but they don't love them except for Allah. And yani the reason why they love anyone is because of the love of Allah. Yani this is the love that follows the love of Allah. Loving for the sake of Allah. Whoever they love, they love them for the sake of Allah, not for some other reason. And the third of them is أَنْ يَقْرَهَ أَنْ يَعُودَ فِي الْكُفْرِ بَعْدَ إِذْ أَنْقَذَهُ اللَّهُ مِنْ That is, that that person hates and detests that they would return to kufr, that they would go back to kufr. And after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has rescued 
or save them from it. As after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has saved them from kufr, they hate to go back to kufr. Kama yakra and yukzafa finnar in the same way that they hate and detest that they should be thrown in the fire. Yani in the same way that a person detests to be thrown in the fire, likewise they detest to return to kufr after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has saved them from it. And in another narration of riwayah, la yajidu ahadun halawat al-iman hatta to the end of the hadith, that no one will find the halawat al-iman, the sweetness of iman, until they have these characteristics. This hadith is reported, and this, this narration, the second narration is reported by Imam Bukhari in his book Al-Adab Al-Mufrad, in the chapter, The Love for the Sake of Allah. Uh, from this hadith, the Shaykh also, uh, first, he says the general meaning of this hadith is that the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Wasallam has informed us in this hadith that Al-Iman has a sweetness, that Iman has a sweetness, and that its sweetness, no one will achieve it, and no one will be successful through it, or because of it, except the one who gives precedence to the love of Allah and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam over the love of anyone besides them. Number two, that a person does not love anyone from amongst the people except because of the love of Allah, except as a result of the love of Allah. They only love people as a result of those people believing in Allah and being in obedience to Allah and being in submission to Allah. For that reason they love them, not for any other reason. This is the second sign that they love Allah more than everything else and that they don't love anyone from amongst the people except for the sake of Allah. And the third is that they hate kufr. They hate kufr, disbelief. And they hate returning to kufr, going back to it, just as they hate the fire, the hellfire, and they hate falling into it. And just as a person hates the hellfire, they should hate kufr. And the people of kufr. And just as they hate falling into the fire, likewise they should hate returning to kufr. Loving for the sake of Allah, it is loving because of the iman that a person has in Allah and obe- obedience to Allah and so on. And the Shaykh mentions five benefits from this hadith. The first of them is the confirmation of halawat al-iman, the sweetness of iman, and that not every believer will realize it. Not every believer will have the halawat al-iman, even though he is a mu'min. It is a high level of iman. Not every believer will achieve it. But the one who wants to achieve the halawat al-iman, then he has to look at these three things and try to uh, possess these characteristics. Number two, the obligation of giving precedence to the love of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, over the love of everyone besides them. Number three, the permissibility of using a pronoun that goes back to or refers to Allah and His Messenger together. And yani referring to Allah and His Messenger together in the pronoun, it is permissible, as the Prophet ﷺ said, أَنْ يَكُونَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَحَبُّ إِلَيْهِمْ That Allah and His Messenger should be more beloved to them than anyone besides the two of them. سِوَاهُمَا So here the Prophet ﷺ referred to Allah and His Messenger, He referred to them together in one pronoun. It is permissible. Number four, that the love of Allah is one of the signs, alamat al-iman. It is one of the signs of iman, the love of Allah, or love for the sake of Allah. And number five, the obligation of hating 
kufr and the people of kufr and hating them for their kufr the relationship of this hadith to the chapter under discussion is that this hadith indicates the obligation of giving precedence to the love of Allah and the messenger of Allah وسلم, over the love of anyone besides them and its relationship to the general topic of tawheed is that is if that this hadith proves to us or shows us that it is obligatory it is necessary that a person give precedence to the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu wa sallam over anyone other than them and this is a proof that al-mahabba is a type of ibadah therefore offering it to other than Allah is shirk is shirk that which nullifies tawheed the last evidence that the imam mentions the last evidence that the imam mentions rahimahullah is a statement from one of the Sahaba it is mawquf yani a statement of Sahabi not a statement from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa'an ibn Abbasin radiyallahu anhu annuhu qal that ibn Abbas that is Abdullah ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhu ma may Allah be pleased with him and his father he said man ahabba fillah wa abghada fillah وَوَالَى فِي اللَّهِ وَعَادَى فِي اللَّهِ فَإِنَّمَا تُنَالُوا وِلَايَةُ اللَّهِ بِذَلِكِ And that whoever loves for the sake of Allah يعني he loves the people of Iman the people who believe in Allah and the people who obey Allah he loves them for that reason whoever loves for the sake of Allah and whoever hates for the sake of Allah يعني hates the people of kufr and shirk and disobedience the people who disbelieve in Allah and worship others along with Allah and disobey Allah they hate them for that reason whoever loves for the sake of Allah and whoever hates for the sake of Allah and whoever makes allegiance and friendship and supports and helps someone for the sake of Allah وَوَالَى فِي اللَّهِ وَعَادَى فِي اللَّهِ and whoever makes enmity with anyone and disassociates yourself from anyone and strives against them and fights against them for the sake of Allah then this person through that, through these four things, loving and hating and establishing friendship and alliance and support for the believers and hatred and fighting against the disbelievers for the sake of Allah, whoever does these four things and he will achieve through this the wilaya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will achieve the support of Allah and the care of Allah and the love of Allah and the friendship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَن يَجِدْ عَبْدٌ iman and no servant, no slave, no human being will find the taste, the true taste of Iman وَإِنْ كَثُرَتْ صَلَاتُهُ وَسَوْمُهُ حَتَّى يَكُونُ كَذَلِكَ No one will taste the true taste, no one will achieve the true or taste the real Iman even if they pray a lot and even if they fast a lot and do whatever they do of good deeds even if they do so, they will not have the true taste of Iman until they achieve these four matters loving and hating and establishing the support and allegiance for the believers in this association from the disbelievers and the mushrikeen and those who are disobedient to Allah for his sake alone وَقَدْ صَارَتْ عَامَةُ الْمُؤَاخَاتِ النَّاسِ عَلَىٰ أَمْرِ الدُّنْيَا and then he said رضي الله عنهما that indeed the relationships or association of brotherhood and fraternity and friendship Today, in his time, he said it reached the point 
that these relationships have now become relationships that are based upon matters of the dunya, worldly things. Yani that people's friendship and relationships and fraternity and association is based upon matters of the world, worldly matters. It is not based upon the love of Allah, love for the sake of Allah and hatred for the sake of Allah and so on. وَذَلِكَ لَا يُجْدِي عَلَىٰ أَهْلِهِ شَيْئًا And this will not benefit those people yani, who establish their relationships for this reason. It will not benefit them at all, not in any way, meaning on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Rawahu Ibn Jiriyah. And it was reported by Al-Imam Ibn Jiriyah, Abu Ja'far Ibn Jiriyah Al-Tabari, Rahimahullah, in his tafsir. It was also reported by Abdul Ibn Mubarak, his zuhud, on the authority also of Ibn Abbas, Mawqufan, yani as a statement of Ibn Abbas, and it was reported by Abu Nu'aym Al-Hilya, as a statement for, from Ibn Umar, that is Abdul Ibn Umar, radiyallahu anhuma, marfu'an, as a statement of the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa tabarani in his Mu'jim al-Kabir, also reported it from Abdullah Ibn Umar, radiyallahu anhuma, but Mawqufan, as a statement of Ibn Umar, and all of these narrations, all of them, center around a narrator whose name is Al-Layf Ibn Abi Sulaim, who was classified by the scholars of Hadith as Da'if, Mukhtalit Jiddan, that he was a weak narrator, and he lost his memory in the last part of his life and the end of his life, to the extent that he couldn't distinguish that which was his narrations from that which was not, and therefore he was abandoned, he was matruq. Therefore these narrations are not considered to be sahih. However, the meaning of, this, of these statements are confirmed in the authentic hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, that which is reported in the hadith of Abi Umama radiyallahu anhu from the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he said man ahabba lillah wa abghada lillah whoever loves for the sake of Allah and hates for the sake of Allah wa a'ata lillah wa mana'a lillah and whoever gives for the sake of Allah whatever they give and whoever withholds for the sake of Allah whatever they withhold فَقَدِ اسْتَكْمَلَ الْإِيمَانِ Then that person has completed and perfected his iman. So this hadith of the Prophet ﷺ serves as a proof for the statement of Ibn Abbas that the author has mentioned and therefore the meaning of that which he said is confirmed in this authentic hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. The author says that the relationship of this statement of Ibn Abbas to the chapter under discussion to know that al-mahabba it is a form of worship and offering that worship to other than Allah is shirk and that is a negation of one's tawheed and then he mentions finally the saying of Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma concerning the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the ayah following surah al-Baqarah following the first evidence that the Imam has mentioned here وَتَقَطَّعَتْ فِيهِمُ الْأَسْبَابِ and uh, that the reason 
that they used to love one another for in this world, the things that used to cause them to be associated with one another would be cut off. And he says that the asbab here that is referred to in this ayat, it is al-mawadda, love. And some of the scholars said that this mawadda that Abdullah ibn Abbas refers to here is only one of the reasons that the people associated with one another for and whatever they have associated with one another for, whether it was the love of one another or anything that they did which was not for the sake of Allah, all of those things would be cut off on Yawm Qiyamah and there would be no benefit from them. The relationship of this explanation of Ibn Abbas for the ayat وَتَقَفَّعَتْ بِهِمْ الْأَسْبَابِ that it means الْمَوَدَّةِ love that the thing that they loved one another and that love would be cut off from them on Yawm Qiyamah if it wasn't love for the sake of Allah this explanation of Ibn Abbas for this ayat uh, makes us to know that whoever loved someone and it wasn't for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they would regret it on Yawm Qiyamah because they will have fallen into shirk with Allah in offering that love for other than the sake of Allah. It's the end of what the Shaykh says. And uh, just quickly to look at the masail that are not mentioned in the book of the Sharh, but are mentioned in the original book of Kitab Tawheed. And Imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab rahimahullah mentions 11 masail or issues of importance. The first of them, just quickly, the first of them is the explanation of the ayah of Surah Al-Baqarah, the first ayah that we mentioned, the explanation of this ayah, that is the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَا يَتَّخِذُوا مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ أَمْدَادًا يُحَبُّونَهُمْ كَحُبِّ اللَّهِ يعني, that they are from amongst the people, those who take and dad, and if they take, they set up rivals or equals with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they love them in the same way that they love Allah. They make them as equals with Allah in that love which belongs to Allah alone, the explanation of this ayat which has preceded. The second of those issues is tafsir ayat al-bara'ah, that is the explanation of the ayat from surah, surah al-tawbah, which was the second evidence that the imam mentioned, the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, قُلْ إِنْ كَانَ آبَاؤُكُمْ وَأَبْنَاؤُكُمْ to the end of the ayat, yani that if your fathers and your parents and your brothers and your wives and your near relatives and the things of this dunya, your wealth and your trade or commerce and your houses, if they are more beloved to you than Allah and His Messenger and jihad in His way, then wait until Allah brings about His command. That is, until you see the punishment that will be for those who love something more than they love the deen of Allah. The punishment that they will receive. The explanation of this ayat has preceded. The third of those issues is wujub mahabbatihi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ala nafs wal ahl wal mal that it is obligatory to love the Messenger of Allah وسلم, more, yani to give precedence to the love of him over the love of oneself or one's family or one's wealth uh, or anything, whatever of the things of this world. The fourth of them is Nafil Iman La Yadullu Ala Al Khuruj Min Al Islam. Yani the negation of Iman in the hadith that was mentioned, La Yu'minu Ahadukum, that no one of you believes until I am more beloved to him than his child and his parents and all of humanity. The negation of Iman in this hadith doesn't mean that a person has born out of Islam. And the proof of this is that there are levels of Iman. And this is a high level of Iman that the Prophet ﷺ is talking about in this hadith as is mentioned in the following, the hadith that came after them about the three things which if a person possessed them then he will have achieved halawat al-Iman. Also this is a high level. It doesn't mean 
that a person who doesn't achieve this level of sweetness of iman, but he doesn't have any iman. So the negation of iman here doesn't mean that a person has gone out of Islam. It is not the negation of the existence of iman, nor the negation of correctness of iman, but it is the negation of the perfection of iman. And Shaykh Muhammad ibn Salih Uthaymeen, rahimahullah, inshallah, has discussed this matter in detail, but because of lack of time, we have to skip it. The fifth of the issues is أَنَّ لِلْإِمَانِ حَلَاوَةٌ قَدْ يَجِدُهَا الْإِنسَانِ وَقَدْ لَا يَجِدُهَا يعني The Imam Rahimahullah says that Iman has a sweetness. Perhaps a person may achieve it and perhaps he may not. And this is understood from the hadith ثَلَاثٌ مَنْ كُنَّ فِيهِ وَجَدَ بِهِنَّ حَلَاوَةُ الْإِمَانِ That there are three characteristics. Whoever possessed them, he has tasted the sweetness of Iman. This is an indication that the person who doesn't possess these characteristics then he doesn't possess the sweetness of Iman. The sixth of them is that the actions of the heart are four and a person will not achieve wilayatullah the support and help and care and friendship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except by these four things. And likewise without these four things a person would not taste the real taste of Iman any without these things and that is that a person loves for the sake of Allah and hates for the sake of Allah he makes his allegiance and alliances for the sake of Allah and enmity and hatred also for the sake of Allah the seventh of those issues is the understanding of the Sahabi that is Abdul ibn Abbas of the reality of the situation that the generality of the people, their relationships are based on matters of the world, worldly matters. They are not based on love of Allah and hate, hatred for the sake of Allah and so, and so on. Uh, this Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu, anhu may Allah be pleased with him and his father, said this in his time, in the time of Sahaba, and in the time when Sahaba was still living. After the death of the Prophet wasallam, he said that it has reached the point that people make their relations based on worldly matters. So if it was in his time like that, then what about in our time? Number eight, the explanation of the verse, وَتَقَطَّعَتْ بِهِمُ الْأَسْبَابِ uh, The meaning of this verse, which was discussed briefly, is that from those causes that the people used to associate with one another for or love of one another, if that love wasn't for the sake of Allah, it would be cut off and they will be cut off from one another. And here, uh, a Shaykh Muhammad ibn Salih al-Sayameen rahimahullah says that the tafsir of a companion, if it is related to general expression, and a general expression, then his explanation of that general expression in the Qur'an should be understood as an example, not as the final meaning of that ayah should be understood to, to be an example, that he is making an example yani of those reasons, those asbab that people join to one another and that those things which would be cut off, an example of that is loving for other than the sake of Allah. Then those relations which were based on love for other than the sake of Allah would be cut off on Yawm Qiyamah. And likewise, the Shaykh says, and similarly, anything else that the people used to do for other than the sake of Allah, those causes that brought them together or associated them with one another would be cut off on Yawm Qiyamah. Anything that wasn't for the sake of Allah, it would be cut off and it would be of no benefit. The ninth issue is that 
من المشركين من يحب الله حبا شديدا that they are from amongst the pagan disbelievers those who love Allah severely who love Allah much يعني even from amongst the pagan disbelievers they are those who love Allah much and this is understood from the ayah the first evidence that the imam mentioned he said يحبهم كحب الله that they love their idols and their false gods as they love Allah and they love their gods with a great love therefore they also love Allah with a great love the problem is that they share that love of Allah with the love of the idols and this shirk nullifies any benefit from that love whereas the love that is the proper love it is the love that is exclusively for Allah alone and that is the love of the believers وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ those who believe they have the most love for Allah and they have the real love for Allah the love that is of benefit the tenth issue is الْوَعِيدِ عَلَى مَنْ كَانَ الثَّمَانِيَةُ أَحَبُّ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ دِينِهِ the threat upon those who love those eight things which are mentioned in the second ayah the threat for those who love those eight things more than they love their deen that is loving one's parents and children and brothers and so on and the things of this world and the author here has made it clear to us that this is a threat and we understand from the people of Sunnah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he threatens that he may fulfill that threat and punish those deservingly who have disobeyed him or who have fallen into that action which he has threatened them for he may punish them or he may forgive them if he will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he makes a threat he may fulfill it and he is capable to do so or he may forgive those who have threatened whereas if he makes a wa'ad a promise then indeed Allah's promise is true and it will be fulfilled the last issue is that man ittakhada niddan tusawi mahabbatuhu mahabbatullah fahuwa al-shirk al-akbar that whoever takes something as an equal or rival making that one equal the love of that thing equal to the love of Allah then that person has fallen to major shirk and that shirk which takes a person out of Islam and the proof of it is that which came in the following ayat that they would they would receive a severe punishment and in the following ayat also in Surah Al-Baqarah after that وَمَا هُمْ بِخَارِجِينَ مِنَ النَّارِ that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that those people they will not come out of the hellfire it means that they are falling into major shirk from which takes them out of Islam and from which they will not be forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what is this time? 7.40? how much time for the okay just quickly uh, look at the questions at the end of the handout just quickly and then if anybody has any comments or corrections questions we'll take them the first question on the end of the handout, handout what is the meaning of andad in the verse in Surah Al-Baqarah the meaning of andad means that which someone has taken as an equal or similar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala offering to them uh, that which belongs to Allah alone what is the form of ibadah worship which was given to these andad in this ayah the worship that was given to the rivals that they have set up with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it was al-muhabba the worship that they gave to them was that they loved them like they loved Allah the third question what is the hukum the legal ruling concerning those described in this verse in Surah Al-Baqarah those who love their idols like they loved Allah the hukum the legal ruling concerning them is that they have fallen into shirk akbar major shirk which takes a person out of Islam and that is because al-mahabba the love that belongs to Allah alone it is worship and whoever gives it to other than Allah and the offering of any type of worship to other than Allah is major shirk and that takes a person out of Islam number four what is meant by those who believe love Allah more than the pagans do what is meant by 
those who believe love Allah more than the pagans do, it means that those who believe, the believers, they love Allah exclusively. Their love is for Him alone, not shared with anyone else. Therefore, their love for Allah is more than the pagans' love for Allah. Though the pagans may love Allah, but their love is shared, therefore, the believer's love is more. Number five, what are those worldly things that a believer is warned against loving too much? In the verse, uh, chapter 9, verse 24 in Surah Tawbah, there are eight things which we mentioned. The love of one's relations, parents, children, uh, brothers, wives, near relatives, and so on. And the love of the things of the dunya, one's wealth, or commerce, or trade, and dwellings, or whatever of the things of the world that Allah has allowed for us. Loving them is permissible, but loving them more than Allah is what we are warned against. Number six, whoever possesses three qualities which will have halawatul iman, name those three things. Those three things is, the first of them is loving Allah and His Messenger more than anything else. The second of them is loving the people for the sake of Allah, not loving anyone except for the sake of Allah. And the third of them is hating. Go back to kufr after Allah has saved one from it, just as one hates to be thrown into the hellfire. Number seven, Love of Allah and His Messenger require a true believer to do what? And yani the true love of Allah and His Messenger require that a believer obey Allah. Yani obey His commands, avoid His prohibitions, follow the Prophet ﷺ, practice His sunnah, believe in what He brought, and so on. Not just praising Him and singing songs or writing poetry or celebrating His birthday. What are the manifestations of halawatul iman, the sweetness of faith? They are number one, that a person finds a joy and a pleasure in obedience to Allah. And when they obey Allah, they enjoy it, they find pleasure in it. And number two, that they are willing and able and capable to suffer hardship and difficulty in order to do that which is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number nine, mention the main divisions or types of mahabba. We said that the scholars have described them in different ways in a number of categories. And we mentioned four here. The first of them is Allah, the love of Allah. The first type of love is the love of Allah that's for Him alone. The second type is that which is connected to it. And loving for the sake of Allah. Loving the prophets and messengers and the righteous. And loving what Allah loves. And because Allah loves it. Loving for the sake of Allah. Uh, the, second, the third of them is loving along with Allah. Mahabba ma'Allah. And loving something along with loving Allah. Loving something. Uh, sharing the love of Allah with other than Allah. And this is the love of the mushrikeen. The shirk of the mushrikeen that caused them to go... Yani, to be punished by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to fall, to go out of Islam or to be outside of Islam and the fourth of them is the natural love that a person has for the things that Allah has allowed in this world the love of one's parents or children uh, the love of the things of the, that we enjoy in this world such as food and clothing and housing and so on uh, and the last one yani, the points that we mentioned under each ayat and hadith the fawaid or the benefits that might be derived from the evidence of this chapter we mentioned about 16 or 20. I don't remember the exact number of them. Uh, this is the end of the questions. If anybody has a comment or correction or question for the next five minutes or so before we go for the salat. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. Shalwan la ilaha illa anta staghfiruka wa tubilayk. If the sisters have any questions, you can send the questions over. Any comments? Do you have a question, Rashid? No. Now, loving those eight things that are mentioned in the ayah and, what, and that which is similar to it, it becomes too much 
when it goes beyond the bounds of what Allah has allowed in loving. Yani loving other things that are lawful are allowed. But the, the boundary is that that love should not be equal to the love of Allah and His Messenger. It should not surpass the love of Allah and His Messenger. Yani it should not be given precedence over the deen of Allah. Yani if you love those things more than you love the deen of Allah, which means that in order to achieve those things, or to retain them, or maintain them, or to keep them, that you would disobey Allah and His Messenger, and you would violate the deen of Allah, then that means you have loved it beyond what is permissible. Yani disobedience to Allah, contradicting the deen of Allah, coming in conflict with what Allah has ordered us with or prohibited us from, for the sake of the love of those things means that it has gone beyond the bounds. That is loving them too much. And in loving one's parents to the extent that you obey them in disobedience to Allah means that your love for them has gone beyond the bounds. Because the Prophet said that there is no, no obedience to created things in disobedience to Allah. So whether it is parents or children or, or spouse or whatever, then all of those things, loving them to the extent that cause one to fall in conflict with the deen, then it is going beyond the bounds. Now. Yani, the first part of this hadith, or the first part of this statement of Ibn Abbas is hab and bold, loving and hating. Yani, that you have a feeling of love for someone, and a feeling of hatred for someone or something. This is different from al-wala and ada. That means, that al-wala, it means not only that you love them, but you actually make allegiance to them. And you actually make the effort to support them and to associate with them and to cooperate with them. And that ada it means that a person that you oppose them. Not only you hate them, but you oppose them and you strive against them and you fight against them for the sake of Allah. So it is more than just hating for the sake of Allah, but it is taking the next step that is going out to, to manifest that hatred in opposing that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is displeased with or that which Allah has prohibited. Now Now, well, as long as we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the one who has revealed this deen, al-Islam. It is His deen. And He has sent to us the Prophet wasallam to show us how to practice this deen and what is required of us in this deen. What is expected of us, what we should do and what we should not do. Then from amongst those things that he has legislated and he revealed in the Qur'an and the Prophet ﷺ explained to us of the foundations of Islam is al-wala wal-bara. It is a foundation of Islam that a person has allegiance to and gives support to those who believe in Allah and those who obey Allah and those who love Allah. It is a part of our deen. And likewise al-bara that we disassociate ourselves from and we have hatred for and we separate from and we do not support those who disbelieve in Allah and who worship other than Allah and disobey Allah to the extent that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is displeased with them and Allah hates them or Allah is pleased with them or Allah loves them to that extent we should also love them or hate them the Prophet said man ahabba lillah wa abghada lillah the Prophet said this that whoever loves for the sake of Allah and whoever hates for the sake of Allah, وَأَعْطَى لِلَّهِ وَمَنَعَ لِلَّهِ فَقَدْ اسْتَكْمَلَ الْإِيمَانِ The Prophet of Allah, وسلم, he said, 
that whoever loves for the sake of Allah and whoever hates for the sake of Allah it is his word abghada in fact it is more than hate this word abghad it is extreme hate for the sake of Allah whoever gives for the sake of Allah and withholds for the sake of Allah that person has perfected his iman yani true iman the islam that we are talking about it doesn't require us to love everyone and to love everything no it requires of us to love for the sake of Allah love that which Allah loves and it requires of us to hate for the sake of Allah. Hate that which Allah hates. Does Allah love kufr? Does Allah love disbelief? Does Allah love shirk? Does Allah love corruption and immorality? Obviously not. And therefore also we should not love it. Our love for something follows the love of Allah. Because Allah loves it, we love it. And because Allah hates it, we hate it. We hate for the sake of Allah. We don't hate because I don't like this person, the way he looks. Or I don't like the way he treated me. Or I don't like what country he's from. It has nothing to do with that. But when Allah hates something, then we also hate it. And Allah hates shirk. He hates that someone should worship other than him. And therefore we also hate it. Allah hates disobedience. That one should disobey him. He doesn't love this. He hates it. And likewise we also hate it. Allah hates it to the extent that he said that of all the things that a person may do, he might forgive whatever a person does except shirk. Except shirk. He will not forgive it. And he has made it upon himself obligatory that the one who, practice, who dies on shirk, that he will be in the hellfire and he will never come out of it. That's how much he hates it. So then also we should hate it. Just for this reason. Loving everything, no. Loving what Allah loves. And hating what Allah hates. That is our deen. That is what the Prophet wasallam has taught us. I think it is time for salat. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. an la ilaha ila anta astaghfiruka wa tuba فكيف تتقون إن كفرتم يوما يجعل الولدان شيبا السماء منفطر به كان وعده مفعولا إن هذه تذكرة فمن شاء أتخذ إلى ربه سبيلا إن ربك يعلم أنك تقوم أدنى من ثلثي الليل ونصفه وثلثه وطائفة من الذين معك والله يقدر الليل والنهار علم أن لن تحقوه فتاب عليكم فقرأوا ما تيسر من القرآن علم أن سيكون منكم مرضى وآخرون يضربون في الأرض يبتغون من فضل الله وآخرون يقاتلون في سبيل الله وآخرون يقاتلون في سبيل الله فقرأوا ما تيسر منه وأقيموا الصلاة وآتوا الزكاة وأقرضوا الله قرضا حسنا وما تقدموا لأنفسكم من خير تجدوه عند الله هو خيرا وأعظم أجرا